0: White House last night. Biden declared he's a Zionist. And of course, you get reaction roll both sides. Uh, some people don't like it. Some people love it. Other people don't like it. We kind of know where that's coming from. But the people that do like it, people, uh, there was one, there was an article in Newsweek about this. And uh, oh, I love, I'm a Zionist too. I love my president. You can say, You're pro-Israel all you want. You can light as many menorahs as you want. But as long as you continue the open pipeline of funding to the people killing the Jewish people, then it is a little irrelevant, isn't it? Everyone knows where this money and just even some of the operational direction came from, and that's Iran. And this administration, after the Iran-funded attack was launched on Israel, suspended the reestablishment of sanctions on Iran. These were sanctions that Trump put into place, largely for the reasons that we would see play out, after they were lifted, and that was to cut off funding for bad people. This is why Trump also designated the Houthis as a terrorist organization, so that that could help assist cutting off their funding. One of the first things Biden did was lift that. And incidentally, every time you hear about us shooting down a missile from terrorists, they're the Houthis, the people that Biden reversed the terrorist designation off of, that Trump had put into place. After the attack, Biden extends his lifting of sanctions on Iran. So Biden can run around all he wants. Light menorahs, talking about being a Zionist. But when you are funding, you are... Responsible for much of the funding that is utilized by the people who want Israel wiped off the map, as is with most things out of this administration, the definition doesn't really fit. Biden has proven himself through his actions to be a Zionist in the same way he's proven that he is for a secure border. And shown the world magnificent military action with the withdrawal of Afghanistan. And the same way that he has delivered us this incredible economy. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. We, um, let me find the article here. Coming up around eight thirty eight thirty five. Oh. Uh, we're going to talk with Attorney General Bailey. There um, has been a little movement when it comes to this Media Matters situation, and Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey he has opened an investigation into Media Matters for America. This is this is all based off of the the allegations from Musk that Media Matters created fake accounts in order to create fake scenarios on. Twitter on X that made it look like some big time advertisers were having their ads pop up next to anti-Semitic rhetoric. And this was all, according to Elon Musk, it was all faked. It resulted, however, in advertisers pulling money. And, and so Elon Musk has talked about filing a lawsuit. Texas had launched an investigation, and Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has opened one as well. So we'll talk with him coming up later in the show, around 8.30, 8.35 or so, uh,
1: about this. we got the latest news update now. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. In January, Springfield City Council will vote on a $240,000 federal grant that would be used to make pedestrian and bicycle improvements along Grand Street between Kansas Expressway and National Avenue. This would connect Missouri State University to the Grant Avenue Parkway and Jordan Creek Trail. The city would pay $60,000 in matching funds as part of the agreement. The Branson School District says a loaded gun was found in a student's locker on Monday at the junior high. Administrators got a tip about the gun, pulled the student out of class, and then searched the locker where they found the gun. The student was taken into police custody, and the district says disciplinary action will be taken. And the White House is requesting $110 billion from Congress that includes money for wars in Ukraine and Israel. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman.
0: First alert forecast, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10. Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 56 for a high today, clouds 37 tonight, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow with a high of 53. We've got some kids left. We do have kids that need to be adopted. Yes,
2: Uh, we do. So if you have been hearing us talk about Santa's Angels and you're thinking, oh, I would love to get one of the kids off the trees. I'm not sure if uh, if there's any left. There are. uh, I just got off the phone with Crown Power and Equipment. They still have three kids left on their tree. And I spoke to Ryan over at A1 Custom Car Care, and he says that there are two left on the tree. So if you are out there and you are wanting to do some very last minute shopping, uh, those presents need to be dropped off at the station by tomorrow uh, at least by 5 p.m so if you could help us out that would be amazing I'm not sure if anchor tactical still has uh, any kids on their trees because they open at 10 a.m so I will give them a call but I'll make sure to update on our social media throughout the day as well uh, and just give you an update if those kids do get pulled off the tree
0: what was that rumbling did you hear that rumbling oh I was was that you yeah I was like tapping oh, okay. my fingers got it
2: I'm getting nervous over here.
0: I know you are. Somebody
2: get those kids, please. Thank you.
0: And bring the gifts in. Thank you. And for those of you who already have, thank you so, so, yes. so very much. You
2: have no idea how much we appreciate it. And I know that the the folks over at KVC Missouri appreciate it tremendously as well. So thank you so much.
0: Yesterday, I talked uh, about our new partner, Ozark Stove and Chimney, and a bit about What oftentimes goes into us finding these partners to deliver you. This was an area that we just were not servicing you. If you listen to the station and you were asked, hey, who's the go to for chimneys? I don't really know. So we want to we want to find that. And I saw yesterday uh, there was a story was a story from yesterday. Let's see when this story was December 11th. A flu fire caused significant damage to a home in western Taney County on Sunday. Fire crews dispatched to a fire on White Oak Road in Miriam Woods around 8 p.m. The fire burned through the roof, through the attic, and the living room. Crews were fortunately able to extinguish the fire, and nobody was injured. The Red Cross is assisting the renters of those homes, and this is why it is so important to have if you've never done it, in particular, Ozark stove and chimney, come through and do an evaluation. Okay. I I mentioned that the purchase of our home specifically, I wanted a wood burning wood burning fireplace, and um, one of the reasons just because when I was a kid, my grandparents had one. But then you get it and you're like, oh, well, do I, you know, what do I need to do? Well, I guess just burn a fire. If you're seeing any smoke drifting around your living room, you get it started. It's kind of billowing out. Uh, Or if it really, really smells like a fire quite often, it may mean that you've got some problems in there. Uh, So this isn't the sort of thing where you can ignore it and nothing real bad is going to happen like, well, a fire just won't start. You could burn your house down. We just saw in Taney County that almost happened and people could lose lives. They do lose lives because of this stuff. So be smart about it. And before you fired up or if you already have this season, go ahead and get a hold of Ozark Stove and Chimney so that they can do an evaluation for you. That's Ozark Stove and Chimney. Do we have uh, under Nick's endorsements yet? No,
2: not yet. I'll get that up later today.
0: They're they're easy to find, uh, OzarkStoveandChimney.com. They're great folks and just can't stress enough how pleased we are to have them on board with KSGF. Springfield News leader Crystal Quaid gains endorsement from Planned Parenthood in 2024 gubernatorial bid. Emily Wales, president and CEO of Planned Parenthood Great Plains Votes, attributes the endorsement to Quaid's longstanding history of defending reproductive health care in the state legislature, which, of course, is you, you notice the people who support the ability of some humans to indiscriminately kill others. They always have these nice little names for it. Like the final solution. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Well, who wouldn't like a solution for our problems? or And a final one at that? Oh, reproductive rights. Well, who could be against that? Or women's health care? They never really call it what it is. That should tell you something. Now, I thought it would be interesting, for those of you who do not know the background the history the idea behind planned parenthood to share that because as you know we're told by the left by the woke that we are to dismiss anything that has any connection to anything unsavory particularly when it comes to racism as far as i know outside of the clan I'm not sure of any organization that has, that is so rooted in racism with the goal of cleansing our society of the undesirables that, that is still as significant as it is today. In fact, Planned Parenthood is clearly much more significant than the Klan. So I, I, don't, I don't know of any organization that has been kept alive with these racist roots like Planned Parenthood has, and that is thanks to the Democrat Party. There was a piece written some time ago in USA Today, and this was in the context of removing statues. We have to remove statues of this uh, this uh, uh, founding father and of this historical figure because you know they once owned slaves. Well, Margaret Sanger, for those identifying historical figures with racist roots who should be removed from public view because of their evil history, Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, must join the list in promoting birth control. She advanced the controversial, quote, Negro Project, wrote in her autobiography about speaking to the Klan and advocating for a eugenics approach to breeding for, quote, the gradual suppression Elimination and eventual extinction of defective stocks, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization, end quote. In a 1939 letter to Dr. C.J. Gamble, Parenthood's founder Sanger urged him to get over his reluctance to hire, quote, a full time Negro physician as the colored Negroes can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions and doubt in quote. Like the abortion lobby today, Sanger urged Dr. Gamble to enlist the help of spiritual leaders to justify their deadly work, writing, quote, We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, and the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members, end quote. That spirit of racism continues today as more than 300 former and current employees of Planned Parenthood said recently in an open letter noting the toxic environment. Quote, Planned Parenthood was founded by a racist white woman. This is part of history that cannot be changed, they observed, writing that the pattern of quote, systemic racism, pay inequity, and lack of upward mobility for black staff continues. Now again, this was just This is recent history. These are former employees of Planned Parenthood. It's funny the news leader doesn't mention any of that. The vast majority of abortion vendors have set up shop in minority neighborhoods, which can be seen in the scarce statistics available at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, though they are only 13% of the female population. African Americans made up 38% of all abortions tracked in 2016. In the 1970s, when the Supreme Court Roe v. Wade decision legalized abortion, polling showed that blacks were significantly less likely to favor abortion than whites. Yet in New York City, more black babies were aborted than born alive each year. And the abortion industry think tank, the Guttmacher Institute, notes that the abortion rate for black women is almost five times that of white women. It would seem that Sanger's vision of ending black lives has come to pass, Though to be accurate, she also endorsed ending Chinese pre-born life as well. Among those who advocate for the removal of statue signs and traces of racist ancestors, there's no balancing of good and bad deeds. It would be hypocritical to say that the racist attitudes and eugenic policy preferences of Sanger should be ignored because it would be a tacit to, or tactic to advance birth control that some consider a social good, the position of famed feminist Gloria Steinem. But consider Sanger's own words in an article titled, titled A Better Race Through Birth Control. She wrote, quote, given birth control the unfit, will voluntarily eliminate their kind, end quote. She also wrote, birth control does not mean contraception, indiscriminately practice. It means the release and cultivation of the better elements in our society, end quote. This is an organization... That was founded for the purpose of eliminating those that were deemed to be lesser for Margaret Sanger, largely the African-American population, though she also saw the Chinese population as one that could be thinned out. This racism is not something that, according to former employees, has gone away with more than 300 former and current employees of Planned Parenthood writing an open letter about the racism within Planned Parenthood. Whenever this administration talks about the banning of menthol cigarettes, they point to the fact that there's a disproportionate number of African-Americans that utilize menthol cigarettes. So they are, quote, being targeted. When we see statistics that blacks are more likely to be pulled over, we are to assume it is racism. But when you have a massively disproportionate number of abortion clinics put in black neighborhoods with black babies being the target, that somehow is virtuous. Calling it... Reproductive rights doesn't make it any better than calling the Holocaust a final solution. Makes it right. It doesn't. And I still find it pretty remarkable that you will get these opinion pieces written or straight news pieces written that will go on and on. I mean, this entire piece, Planned Parenthood, endorsement of Crystal Quaid, yet... No mention of the racist background, the racist reasons behind Planned Parenthood, the vision of Margaret Singer. That seems like sort of an important thing to note, especially when you're talking about a candidate who went to great lengths to kick an African-American man off the ballot. Some might call that a theme. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Our new partners, o- Ozark Stove and Chimney, they are now under Nick's endorsements at KSGF.com with their phone number, social media, website. Website's pretty easy, Ozark Stove and Chimney.com. Also, we've got our first responders breakfast coming up this Friday. Pyramid Roofing and Barker's Frame and Collision, along with Scramblers. Buying breakfast for first responders as we broadcast live 6A to 9A. That is this Friday, and I do believe, let me, I want to check this here real quick, like, what is that, the 15th? We're going to have, of course, Tom Arts will be joining us. I believe uh, Jay Ashcroft will actually be joining us on location that will again be coming up friday at scramblers for that first responders breakfast so come out and join us coming up missouri joins texas in investigation media matters for fraud for their attack on musk's advertisers Materny, uh, missouri attorney general andrew bailey will join us i'm nick reed first alert forecast sponsored by wolf pack cleaners your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine today with a high of 56, clouds overnight tonight down to 37 for a low, and tomorrow mostly cloudy, a high of 53. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey joins us, and one of the... um, News items that have come out of the last couple of days is regarding the this Media Matters investigation. I know this came up a few, couple, three weeks ago or so, when Elon Musk uh, he pretty much just said he's going to the lawsuit of all lawsuits and allegations that Media Matters essentially faked a scenario uh, and then went to advertisers that appeared to be uh, affected, if you will, by the crafted scenario. Uh, not letting them know it was fake and then they pull their advertising and so this is why musk was going after them with a lawsuit and uh, you are also or you have opened an investigation into this so explain to us what this is and what potential uh legal violations are at play here
1: yeah well first of all thanks for having me on and for covering this important issue like at the end of the day I believe in the right to free speech because it's the foundation of our republic. And we're in a fight against radical progressive tyrants who will lie, cheat, and steal in an attempt to take that freedom away. The allegation here is that Media Matters used fraud to solicit donations from Missourians in a coordinated effort to manipulate the marketplace in an attack on the last platform dedicated to free speech in America. So (laughs) we've launched an investigation, and it's to protect Missourians from fraud and manipulation and ultimately in a fight to protect our right to free speech.
0: I don't know why it reminds me, when I was a kid, one of the... Um there, there was an investigative report that was done on some sort of vehicle that supposedly, when it would be hit from behind, could catch fire and explode. And it turns out whatever network did that had actually rigged the vehicles in order to do that. And it, it was fake. And there was huge controversy over that because of the the dishonesty. And while this is somewhat different because, I mean, you are dealing with, quote, media to some degree. I mean, the, the appearance here arguably isn't even about creating some sort of sensational story, but more about just sticking it to people. And what many people say is the whole point of Media Matters, and that is to essentially make it impossible for people with diverse thoughts and ideas to exist in the the marketplace of ideas.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the whole ambition of Media Matters. These are radical progressive tyrants. We know that Media Matters is built on lies. Uh, It's a radical progressive advocacy group masquerading as a news organization. And the concern is that they lied when they took money from everyday Missourians, everyday Americans, and used it to defraud advertisers on Twitter. And then the other lie would be when they manipulated the algorithms on Twitter in order to emphasize controversial speech in an attempt to bully Twitter and its advertisers. So we're fighting back I mean, the advertisers, advertisers that are pulling out of Twitter have become pawns in media matters manipulation, and that ultimately harms Missourians. If if Missouri, if if media matters didn't like what was being said on Twitter, they should have offered counter speech, not rip off Missourians and then use the money to manipulate the marketplace to serve their own radical, progressive ambition of eliminating free speech.
0: One of the news stories that initially came out when I believe it was announced that you were looking into this, the uh whichever outlet it was went to your political opponent, which that's clearly objective. I thought that's I can't be much more transparent than that. Um and and he his position was that uh well Bailey's office doesn't know what they're talking about, and uh, and this is just about free speech. So what – and the positioning that those who are, if you will, on the side of Media Matters is, hey, I mean, all they were doing is letting people know what was going on. What What is your response to that?
1: Well – Again, if Media Matters didn't like what was being said, they should have offered counter speech. But what they're not allowed to do is defraud Missourians in this radical progressive agenda. And they're not allowed to manipulate the marketplace and coordinate with other corporations in an attempt to destroy the last platform dedicated to free speech. I mean, look, there are three strategic fights for the soul of this country right now. The first is free speech, and Missouri has been first out of the gate on this issue. We've been in the fight for free speech, leading the charge against government censorship on big tech in the most consequential First Amendment suit in this nation's history, Missouri v. Biden. We've litigated against the gag order uh, on, uh, that they placed on President Trump. And this re- the media matters represents a new fight in this war for free speech, and it's where radical progressive advocacy groups will manipulate the marketplace to deprive us of a forum for free speech. So this is this is central to who we are as Americans, the right to free speech. And are we going to stand up and fight for it, or are we going to allow radical progressives to bully advertisers to deprive us of, of this kind of platform?
0: We are talking with Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. You, you mentioned it, the uh, attempt to— Protect free speech from the Biden administration and the administration using its power in government in order to stifle free speech through social media sites. And there seems to be somewhat of a back and forth between different jurisdictions saying, all right, he the, the White House has to stop suppressing free speech to, well, OK, they can continue to suppress free speech until this is decided. Where are things now
1: with that? Well, again, we have fought government censorship on big tech since I've been in office. You know, uh, General Eric Schmidt started that process. We took it, expanded on it, uh, filed an amended petition. And then back in May of this year, we went to court and demanded a nationwide injunction to put a stop to government censorship. And on the 4th of July, we obtained that injunction. We've successfully... Defended it twice at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. So the score is Missouri three, Biden zero in the fight for free speech. And we're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, now we'll be at the United States Supreme Court. And the court has already identified that this is the most important First Amendment case in this nation's history. Again, you know, the kind of the three most important strategic battles conservative leaders are fighting today for the soul of America are number one, are we going to be allowed to say, think and hear what we please uh pursuant to our constitutional right uh, uh, to free speech under the first amendment number two is the border are we going to have a country no border no country if if president biden doesn't close the border and do his job to stop this invasion at the southern border missourians will be less safe and we'll lose our country number three it's the weaponization of government as he talked about and uh, you know that that kind of goes hand in hand with the, the free speech issue where we see the biden administration creating a two-tiered system of justice censoring conservative voices on big tech and going after political opponents like president trump i mean if we lose any of those three battles as conservative leaders we will have lost our country and so those are the things i'm focused on fighting on behalf of the people of the state of missouri and, and our constitutional rights and are ultimately the, the soul of our nation
0: well the primary reason that uh, i wanted you on was because of the latest with this investigation into media matters for fraud uh, is there anything else before we let you go that are in the works i know we periodically have you on and we talk about different things i don't want anything to get lost here
1: yeah, I mean we were in a in a, a fight uh, on an open meetings issue against a school board in Wentzville, Missouri that uh, tried to adopt a transgender bathroom policy that would, was that had been inconsistent with the parents' values, and they were depri- depriving parents of their right to, to know what's going on in their kids' schools. Missourians don't co-parent with the government. And what we saw here is that the school board was unlawfully closing the meeting in order to lie to the parents and allow uh, passage of this progressive uh, transgender bathroom policy that uh, they, they were going to deprive the parents of their voice in that process, so we're fighting back. That's an important piece of litigation and uh, we will continue to fight to protect parents' rights here in the state of Missouri.
0: Attorney General Andrew Bailey, appreciate you being with us. And I know we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Nick. Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Merry Christmas, Attorney General Bailey. Springfield's Talk one i I'm Nick Reed. Ooh, Attorney General Bailey Christmas is mentioning is that situation with some of these lefties that are just obsessed with transgenderism and, and implementing it in schools. This story from Town Hall. Trans men competed against girls, used women's locker room, and that's not even the worst part A Biological male. This is Canada. Biological male who identifies as a trans woman, shared a changing room with girls ages 8 to 16 at a swimming event earlier this month, according to reports from the Toronto Sun. Reportedly, the Swimming Canada sanctioned event occurred in Barrie, Canada on December 1st. The man, Nicholas Cepeda, who goes by Melody Wiseheart, and is reportedly 50 years old, has been competing against women since 2019. One parent telling the outlet, we have no idea why it's allowed. I do, because you got a bunch of weirdos in charge that have an obsession with this stuff. The parent went on to say, we know it's not fair to the girls who are training at their sport and some of whom are hoping for scholarships. Well, sweetheart, this is the world, the leftist world that we live in today. Women have been taken down a notch or two. It's a man's world once again. Of course the pushback is it doesn't have anything to do with males Oh this could go either which way but it always goes one way doesn't it it's always the girls who suffer it's always the women who are told to shut their pretty little mouths Parents who spoke to the outlet said the girls were terrified to share a locker room with the 50-year-old m- man. Parents confirmed that the person in question changed in and out of a swimsuit in the women's locker room at the East Bayfield Community Center during the December 1st Trojan Cup. Quote, the girls were terrified, said one parent, and mortified. From the changing area where parents put up make." make shift towel tinting apparatus so no one could see their daughters and they could not see the person with male anatomy changing with them they got into the pool to race against this 50 year old who was competing in several categories one parent saying it's also confusing for the kids no one is comfortable everybody is accepting of all people but them swimming against our kids and being in the locker room with them is not appropriate This individual evidently also uh, on his own social media posting notes is interest and in, it's just a lot of interest in underage girls. Uh, The organization claimed that it investigated a concern related to an adult competing against swimmers ages 12 to 14 during a recent competition hosted by Richland Hill Aquatic Center. The organization concluded that instances of adults swimming in the same heat as minor swimmers, again, within the swimming rules permitted in this competition. So, in other words, the adult male gets his way. The statement adds, Swimming Canada and Swim Ontario believe swimming is for everyone. People of all shapes, sizes, genders, beliefs, backgrounds should have the opportunity to swim to the best of their ability with the expectation that our registrants treat each other with respect and dignity. Now, this only goes one way, see. When you have parents of eight- and nine-year-old girls that want to be treated with dignity and not have their children subjected to a 50-year-old man waving his genitalia in their face. See, that's not the sort of dignity they're talking about. The dignity that they're talking about is the 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old girls just dealing with it. One parent said, this is crazy, none of this adds up. There has to be a lot of explaining to the younger girls who are not ready for this and don't understand it. The Barry police were called when someone saw the man go into the changing room where girls were preparing for their race, but there does not seem to have been any investigation. And if there is, of course, it's an investigation into the homophobic ways of nine-year-old girls. I'm not sure if there is any point in which... Well, I, I just, I, th- I think to myself, at what point will will Democrats say, okay, this is enough? At what point will they begin to at least attempt to appear to side with women again? And I don't know what, th- I, I, I don't know. I think it's going to just be maybe a few, a few generations. I suspect what's going to happen perhaps is that you're going to have more and more of these young people that recognize this is insane. What is going to happen is that these young girls that are subjected to Men changing in the locker rooms that are subjected to losing first and second and third place in competitions that are subjected to losing scholarships and being told, well, you need to learn how to, how to, um, lose gracefully. This is what one of the pro transgender activists, who's a woman, by the way, testified that girls need to learn how to be more graceful in losing. Oh, okay. You need to be more ladylike. See? I I imagine what could get us out of this nightmare is that these today, nine, 10, 11, 12 12 year olds, when they become adults, they already see that this is insane. You know, you get the likes of Riley Gaines and some of these others, but unfortunately you still have people in charge of different universities and these companies that want to force young girls into these positions. And until those positions, begin to get occupied by girls who have been victims of this? Because if you notice, most of the people who support this sort of thing have never been victims of it. Generally speaking, the victims are the ones who are saying, no, this isn't right. The ones that aren't afraid to speak up, that is. And I, I don't know if there is any line too far for current Democrats to finally say enough is enough. We need to go back to protecting girls, to treating them with dignity, to demanding others treat them with dignity. I think that they're just going to have to age out. And the, the girls who are victims today will be the ones that will help get us back on track tomorrow. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. Sarah
2: Thank you. Well, I've got 60 seconds it's to cold. tell you how awesome Quick Draw Gun in Monet is. And that's not difficult to do, but I thought I would go ahead and read you some reviews this morning. Jerry said, great staff at both locations. The Monet store has a nice bow section. Since they remodeled, they're very knowledgeable and they don't try to sell you things that they want. Uh, they want you to be satisfied. They have layaway and they have great gun buying systems that don't take forever like it used to. And Brandon wrote, great customer service. owner cares about his products and his customers 110 percent. Very friendly staff and if you go and you read the reviews for Quick Draw Gun that's something that you're going to see just over and over is just how friendly and knowledgeable the staff is. I know I mention it all the time uh, but it's always kind of good to read other people's uh, experiences as well and that is something that you're going to just see from time and time again. So if you are looking for a great locally owned gun shop Quick Draw Gun in Monette is it. Now you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com.
0: Monthly home payments nearly doubling under (sighs) under Biden.
2: That's stressful.
0: But abortion!
2: (laughs) The economy's doing great! The economy's
0: doing wonderful! You just you, don't know it. You just don't understand Ungrateful? it. I'm grateful. Look, here we have an expert to explain to you why you should be grateful that your rent is nearly doubled in two years. You why, can't you co- afford
2: groceries? Yeah. <laughs> You're sounds doing like a you problem.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you need to abort a few more babies. Then you can afford it. Because that's the answer for everything. And by the way, Trump is Hitler. <laughs> it's just, I, I, there is nothing that the Democrats can run on in terms of the results, nothing. I, and maybe this is because I've been in a position where I've applied for a job, and and you know you, you put on your resume. Oh well, here are or or when you sit down in an interview, more likely, and you get asked the questions. Hey, what are some of the challenges you faced in your previous position, and and what did you do? What were the outcomes? And it, you you just in your mind. When you are applying for a job, it, this is, I guess, where I'm different. Maybe this is why I'm not a, a left-wing Democrat. I think to myself, okay, what have I succeeded at? That's what I'm going to lead with here. I'm going to, here's a, here's a challenge that we had, and I came up with this idea. We implemented it, and these were the results. I, can you imagine applying for a job, sitting in a job interview the way that Democrats campaign? Well, Mr. Reed, uh, let's see, we'll look here, and uh, would you please tell us about some great challenge that uh, that you had uh, in your previous job and how you overcame it. Well, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Philip, that just walked out of here, interviewed before me, he's Hitler. He's a racist. And by the way, I love abortion. Well, that's not really relevant necessarily, but nonetheless, I mean, that, that's how it would be. They, they wouldn't talk about anything that they did unless they lied, plagiarized it, of course. And that does tend to get you into the White House if you are a Democrat or it gets you into the presidential position at Harvard. At these uh, very esteemed uh, universities. uh but you just, what a weird, it would almost be an interesting experiment to do and to film it. Applying for a job like a Democrat campaigns for office. You just, you don't ever talk about what you've done. You just name call everyone else. That's all you do. And, 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 and then I guess you would tell the business that if you don't hire me, you will cease to exist. <laughs> like, this company is going to cease to exist. If you hired that other guy... I know it's down to just two of us at this point. This company as we know it will cease to exist. And uh, he's going to be a dictator. He'll probably round you all up and execute you. Actually, he used to work here and, and we had great results with him. Well, you just don't understand. He's Hitler if I didn't mention that. The Republican National Committee announced Friday it will allow its presidential candidates to participate in debates that it has not sanctioned. The RNC's move follows ABC News and CNN's separate announcements on Thursday, revealing the networks would host debates in January that are not sanctioned by the RNC. And I know what, uh, you know, listen, if I'm a candidate, this is to Vivek's point to some degree. Why why is it that Republicans continue to agree to have primary debates with left-wing networks? Now, I understand in the general election what we're talking about here, but these are people, this is what, this isn't even about fairness. I think it's fair to say – I was having this conversation with someone the other day. They said, you know the thing about the difference between the right and left is conservatives, we we understand where liberals come from. But they can't even begin to comprehend. that It's part of the reason that they get so angry so often. They can't even understand where you're coming from. Why would you have people moderate a debate? that don't even speak the language the political they don't even comprehend or understand where you're coming from in their minds your beliefs are because you are cold-hearted and you are a racist and you're a homophobe and that's their perspective so how can you expect people to ask meaningful questions if they don't even truly understand who you are So why it is that the Republicans continue to do this is just beyond me. I I know there must be some outlets that are not extreme left that would be more than willing to host such a debate. Glenn Beck's coming up next. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Nick.